Umar vs. Corey's in the works. I know, it's like, who's managing Corey's career? I wanna fight with anybody. Nobody don't say, hey, I'm here, I'm gonna fight with you. Where are you guys? I'm here to see if I'm actually the best, and I think that Umar's like a good challenge for me to do that. Corey Sanhagen versus Umar Nurmagomedov is a much higher level fight than most fans realize. Let's break it down. I'm going to discuss their records, skill sets, how they can win, and ultimately who I think does win this fight. Corey Sanhagen is of course coming off a beautiful performance opposite Marlon than Chito Vera, where he used his full range of martial arts skill sets to dismantle the finishing leader of the division. He got the judges nod via split decision, but let's be honest, that was a clear win for Sanhagen. On the other end, we have Umar Nurmagomedov, who is coming off his first round knockout over Hayoni Barcelos. An impressive victory that earned him a performance bonus and put the entire bantamweight division on notice, so much so that he is having a very hard time getting opponents to accept a fight against him. It's clear that the UFC is trying to push Umar, given the fact that he has yet to face a top 15 bantamweight, but is already the number 11 ranked bantamweight in the world. Don't get me wrong, he's clearly skilled, but still hasn't shown that he can hang with the elite and arguably the most stacked division in the UFC right now. I think his undefeated 16-0 record, his fantastic skill set, and being the cousin of former dominant lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov is giving most of the division pause. They don't want to have to crack the code, but Corey Sanhagen is more than willing to accept a dangerous fight when he doesn't have to do this as the number 5 bantamweight in the world. But to his credit and mindset, he feels that if he is truly the best in the world, he shouldn't be worried about fighting Umar. So with the stage set, let's talk about their attributes. Both men fight at 135 pounds, but Corey comes in as the slightly taller fighter at 5'11", which is 3 inches taller than Umar at 5'8". But despite the height disparity, Umar only has a 1 inch reach disadvantage. Umar also comes in 4 years younger than Corey Sanhagen at 27 years old to Corey's age of 31. And when it comes to stances, Umar tends to do his best work from orthodox, whereas Corey is just as capable from either orthodox or southpaw. These attributes may not seem very important, given that we as fans tend to place a lot of weight on reach. However, the ages of each fighter have different implications, as we know that fighters tend to enter their primes in their early 30s. And on top of that, the height advantage paired with the stance switching for Corey can not only make Corey a hard target for Umar to land on, but it also opens up the MMA arsenal for Corey to experiment with different kicks to Umar's periphery and knees down the middle. So the attributes as a whole seem to favor Corey, but attributes can only tell us so much. Let's review their records and resumes. Sanhagen debuted in the UFC with a record of 8-1, immediately beginning a 3-5 finishing streak over Austin Arnett, Alcantara, and Mario Batista, after which he earned two decision victories over bigger names in John Lineker and Rafael Asuncao. But unfortunately, in 2020, in a fight that would have earned him a title shot, Corey was submitted by future champion Aljamain Sterling. But Corey recovered with two performance-earning knockouts over former title contender Marlon Marias and former lightweight champion Frankie Edgar. But in his very next fight, he lost a very controversial split decision to former bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw, which most media members scored for Corey. And immediately after that fight, he faced Piotr Jan for an interim title fight and lost one more decision in a fight of the night performance. And now we enter the present day where he is riding a two-fight win streak, earning a finish over very hot prospect Song Yedong and his dominant win over Marlon Chito Vera. As we went through that record, you might realize a few things. Firstly, that Corey is a straight savage, capable of finishing you with vicious striking or even a slick submission. But more importantly, Corey's UFC losses have only come by fighters who touched UFC gold, which means that at the very least, Corey is a slight tier below championship caliber. Or you can join me in speculating that Corey might already be champion 
championship caliber but hasn't had the right opportunity to prove it. So at the very least, if Umar Nurmagomedov is able to defeat Corey Sanhagen, and especially if he can do it in spectacular fashion, we will already know that Umar is an elite level fighter. Which brings us to Umar's record. Umar uses world championship caliber combat sambo skills to gather a 12-0 record prior to joining the UFC in 2021. The Dagestani then secured a second round rear naked choke in his debut, and Umar decided to double it up with a first round rear naked choke over Brian Boom Kelleher. Then in his third fight, Umar completely dominated Nate Manus, ragdolling him for the entire fight and only absorbing two significant strikes to earn a decision win with multiple 10-8 rounds on the scorecards. And in his most recent fight, we got the blink and you'll miss it knockout over Hayoni Barcelos. And once again, as we go through that record, you might notice a few things. Firstly, Umar is primarily a grappler who has no problem finishing fighters in the highest levels of competition, but he also has zero issue with taking you into deep waters and winning by domination. So despite his inexperience under the UFC lights, he can identify different ways to win a fight, which is more than most fighters at his age can say. But on the flip side, the caliber of fighter he has been facing is not only nowhere near Sanhagen's caliber, but they can't hold a candle to the competition that Corey has faced. And that's important because while many fans might prefer that Umar doesn't have any losses and has been dominant up to this point, the argument can be made that Corey has had to go through serious adversity throughout his career and has still shown us that he is one of the best in the world. That level of experience is something that Umar can't replicate until he's been through the fire the way Corey has. Now with that said, how do their individual skills match up? Corey Sanhagen is very well-rounded, but I think it's fair to say that his most talented area of expertise is his striking. Look no further than his array of knockout victories as evidence. He tends to use his rangy attributes to dance around his opponents and set up a series of attacks. He often takes many risks in order to find beautiful finishes, and if he fails to finish his opponent, he has no trouble transitioning to different attacks, whether it be different strikes or attacking submissions. And his ability to shift gears is one of the most impressive aspects of Sanhagen's game. For example, in his fight with TJ Dillashaw, he shifted gears many times in that fight to dance around TJ. Then at the right moment, he pressured TJ on the feet, and when the time called to attack submissions, Corey was quick to create bottom pressure, transitioning between submissions and causing serious damage to TJ. Corey's calculated unpredictability is one of his sharpest tools. I can compliment his fluid striking, kicks, knees, and combinations for hours, but his ability to mix the martial arts is what makes him so dangerous. I mean, even looking at his fight against Marlon Vera, you see almost a completely different Corey channeling his inner Dagestani to dominate and create top pressure. Corey does everything very, very well, but unfortunately, that leaves him susceptible to getting outworked by a specialist. In his fight against Aljamain Sterling, he got beat by a much better grappler. And in his fight against Piotr Jan, he got beat by arguably one of the best strikers in the division. So if you want to beat Corey, you have to be really, really good at one thing. Which brings us to Umar Nurmagomedov. Umar's skill set is something that has yet to be fully explored under the UFC banner. We do know, however, that he is a talented wrestler that follows a similar style to his cousin Khabib. He has a lightning fast entry into wrestling exchanges and unlike his cousin will fully commit to takedowns closer to the center of the octagon, but will of course accept takedowns against the cage as well. He has phenomenal top pressure once he achieves his takedowns with his goal typically being to control his opponent and get off enough punishment to force his opponent to give the back and secure a rear naked choke. 
Umar, unlike other Dagestani wrestlers, is surprisingly quick to take his opponents back, and he's very good at finishing from there. Six out of his seven submission wins are from rear naked chokes. So Umar's grappling style shouldn't be a shock to MMA fans, but his striking might be less familiar. It seems that Umar is very comfortable throwing kicks as he has very dexterous legs. He loves to use his lead front kick to gauge distance, and his whipping head kicks are shockingly fast and are always a looming threat to his opponents. It's an unusual sight for a strong wrestler to leverage kicks as well as he does, but he uses them as a way to supplement his wrestling. His kicks either keep his opponents at range where he can continue to cause damage with kicks or create pressure that incites a reaction. His opponents can either back up towards the fence, which gives Umar an entry into a familiar takedown. His opponents can lean back, which gives Umar swift entry into the legs that they don't expect. Or his opponents can come in for a counterattack, which lets Umar level change and get off his wrestling that way. It's a never-ending feedback loop because his grappling skill set allows him to be so free on the feet that his opponents feel comfortable or safe enough to either back up or counterattack, which leads to them getting taken down. But this style doesn't come without its downsides. Umar's loose style on the feet leaves him very susceptible to getting countered by a fighter with not only more experience in high-level exchanges on the feet, but also a longer reach. And a more experienced fighter would also be privy to his heavy kicking game, and with proper timing could catch or counter those kicks to get Umar in a vulnerable grappling exchange. Or an opponent could leverage heavy leg kicks to prevent Umar from not only getting off his own kicking game, but hurting his ability to effectively shoot for takedowns. So with their skills not properly laid out, how does each guy beat the other? Sanhagen's path to victory is likely not going to be in the grappling, unless he manages to hurt Umar and scramble to a rear naked choke. So Sanhagen will likely try to play a more patient game as he dances around Umar and finds the opening to land meaningful combinations. I doubt that Sanhagen will commit to too many combos for fear of the takedown. On top of that, since no one has finished Umar, Sanhagen should fight conservatively because he doesn't know how easy or difficult it will be to finish Umar. If Sanhagen can find his timing, he can low kick Umar to make him slower and less effective with both his high kicks and his takedowns, or bait him into shooting a sloppy takedown and land powerful knees and kicks to hurt Umar. However, given all the unknowns surrounding Umar, Sanhagen's clearest path to winning is by outpointing Umar in a straight kickboxing match by wearing him down. On the other hand, Umar's path to victory will likely not be in the striking. He should avoid engaging in too many striking exchanges because the longer the fight goes, he is more susceptible to getting countered by a more experienced Corey. Instead, Umar should look to do what Aljamain Sterling did and time a grappling exchange off a kick by Corey Sanhagen. If Umar can do this or pressure Corey against the cage to force a grappling exchange, Umar should do what has worked for him so far and climb the back of Sanhagen to cinch up a rear naked choke for the victory. This is definitely a possibility, but if we assume that Sanhagen has improved from the Aljamain fight, Umar should prepare for exhausting scrambling exchanges with Corey. Corey takes a lot of risks in his fight, so it's reasonable to assume that Umar can take him down, but holding him down long enough to do damage and win the round is a whole different game. If Umar can win the scrambles to maintain top position in half guard, mount, etc., he can edge out Corey on the scorecards to earn a decision. Now with all that said, who do I actually think is going to win? It's difficult to say because although he hasn't faced this level of competition, I do believe Umar is a high level opponent. And despite the fact that Umar's fighting style and potential game plan matches up very well against Sanhagen, I think it is a very large jump in competition. Sanhagen brings more experience in different ways, that being more fighting experience, more experience against high level competition, and more experience in 5 round fights. This will be Corey's 5th straight 5 round fight and 4th main event. He's been there, done that. 
and has not only improved skill-wise, but after losing to Sterling, he had a mental shift that has led him to becoming a dangerous championship-caliber fighter. I think he is able to withstand the grappling onslaught of Umar and outpoints him on the feet for a decision. No disrespect to Umar, but I just don't have enough information to say that he's a better fighter than Sanhagen. But what do you think? Who wins? And more importantly, how do they win? Let me know down below, like, subscribe, do all the things, and I'll catch you in the next one.